Hi everyone, welcome back to uh, All Inclusive Church Online. Uh, the broadcast we're going to be doing every week are going to be called All Inclusive Discussion. Basically it's because uh, whatever the people that are uh, behind this and those that have been questioning me about two different things, uh, any Bible topic is on the table. Nothing's going to be left out, but we're not going to take this in a way that is shoving a bunch of facts and figures or a bunch of verses down everyone's throat. Uh, I've always believed when it comes to Bible education, uh, just as well as any other education or exercise, or really anything that you do with life, it's here a little and there a little. Slow and steady is going to win the race in this. So it's gonna be done at a slower pace than some of the other ministries that are out there, but it's going to include everything that you wanna talk about. So uh, as we get ready to this and as we go forward, I want to begin each broadcast and in each broadcast with a little bit of prayer and um, you'll see as we go through all these things, it, it's not going to be really long prayers about different things. It's just going to be whatever is on our heart at that time. And that is the cat in the window. Um, like so many other ministries right now, this is being done in our home, in my home. And... Uh, I've got my wife here helping, but there are so many different things going on in the world, uh, both with the pandemic and, and other issues that are happening right now that makes it a little bit harder for churches to meet and it makes it even harder for a ministry that's just beginning to be able to get out and meet the different people and, and, and gather in social groups and, and do things that's necessary to really take a ministry to the next level in person. And so during this time, we're just going to do everything online rather than going through all the other steps that we would normally go through. Uh, Lord, right now as we gather together uh, both in person and online, whatever the case may be for uh, the different people that you're reaching out to, we just thank you, Lord, that you're going to open our hearts and minds to be receptive to the word that you have for them, to the different things that you've laid on my heart and the different questions that people have asked me about things, that whatever word you need to give them, Lord, that that's what they're going to receive. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. So most of the questions that I've had recently have been about Daniel and the book of Revelation. Um, and we could go into a lot of different things on that. Um, we could really shove a lot of facts and figures in. But as I've mentioned, we're not going to be here's a fact and there's a fact and, and just shove a bunch of stuff down people's throat. We're going to take it as slow as I possibly can. And so this broadcast is going to be 
a little more simple than some of the others because right now I'm, all I'm going to do is just lay a little bit of groundwork. Um, it's going to be a little bit about where the book of Daniel was written and some of the facts behind uh, how it was written, uh, where the book of Revelation was written, who the authors are, things like that. And since most of this is going to be just info-based and getting ready for future discussions and future broadcasts, instead of going and opening up the Bible and trying to take you through some of these things, I've just made some notes uh, based on previous studies on different things so that I can keep myself on track and also to be able to um, go through all these things without any extra issues. Um, not a whole lot here, but I'm going to go as slow as I can. So first, the book of Daniel. Um, some of you may know this and some of you may not, but Daniel was written in an area called Babylon and Shushan. Babylon was a city many years ago, uh, 4,000 plus years ago. At that time, it was present-day Iraq. Um, it was a port town that was on the river Euphrates. So, in that part of the world, and it, it grew and eventually became a province known as Babylonia. It went as far as Baghdad for a while and, and even grew further than that. And there were a bunch of different uh, rulers over the whole province, you know, over the whole country. But at this time, it was just a city. So this city had a lot of commerce coming in and out because it was a port town. It was the center of trade. And Daniel was writing this at the time that the nation of Israel was in exile. Uh, scholars believe that this would have been anywhere between 1616 and, uh, not 1616, but 616 and 536 BC. So there's a pretty wide range of time that this would have begun and end. So it covered many years. It covered more than one ruler over Babylon. And that's not all. It, it went further than that. Uh, a lot of it actually went to the end of time because there were different revelations that was given during that time. And because of the nature of it, uh, it was filled with symbols. And these symbols described the world powers, the armies, the commerce system of each one, and we'll get further in detail as we go through those different areas. But it covered from right then when Daniel was writing all the way up to the end of time with a small uh, parenthetical gap of time that this is what happened and this is what happened and 
this is another item and then there's a pause and then it starts over here and this is what happened from here to the end of time and during that uh, gap period some of it was covered by other books in the bible uh, through the old testament some of it's covered in the new testament but there are only bits and pieces and glimpses of what was happening during that time frame. Um, the Jews were exiled because Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler that was in Babylon at the time that Daniel was writing this, was going on a, a conquer spree. And at this point, he had just finished conquering Israel and the Jews were taken from Israel to Babylon. Now, of course, some escaped and, and some remained in Israel, but the majority of the nation was actually in Babylon at that time at, at the king's whim. Um, he held the nation, all those that had been conquered and everyone that was born afterwards, for 50 years, believe it or not. Uh, so this was quite a long time period that this is going on. But after, after they were released, some of them decided to continue living in Babylon because they liked the lifestyle that they had at that point. Um, the next empire that came in was the one that actually said, you can go. Be uh, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is no longer in power. Another one is in place and you're going to go. And we'll cover more of that in further studies as well. But that's, that's the basic info on the beginning of the Book of Daniel. The next, we want to talk about Revelation because there's a lot of things that are in Daniel that specifically relate to the book of Revelation. Not only in the symbols that are used and what those symbols mean, but also in the context of what's going on and the fact that both Daniel in these areas and the book of Revelation are talking about a time period that's known as the Tribulation. And a lot of you will recognize what I'm talking about already. Uh, those of you that don't, that's okay. When we get specifically to those areas, I will discuss in further detail what that means, how it applies to us, how it applies to the people that are gonna be going through it, and, and all the different necessary effects in order to uh, make this something that you can learn from, something that you can get into. Uh, and I want to do this in a way that you can also follow along, uh, figure out which parts of these you believe in. Because just because I believe in something specifically myself doesn't mean that I'm cramming this down your throat. Now, that's not what this is about. We are about people 
that enjoy the Word of God. They enjoy following Jesus. They enjoy spending time in the Bible. And they enjoy each other's company. And through the process of this, we can become friends. We already have some friends who are like this with us. And we know that we're going to gather other friends as this goes. Uh, just like with any relationship, you know it's very possible to have a friend. They do or believe something that you may not agree with, but you're still just as much friends with them as the time before they went and did any of this. So, as we progress further, if there's areas that you don't agree with me on, that doesn't mean that I'm excluding you or telling you that you're wrong. Uh, at the same time, when I get to those areas, if you have any further questions, I encourage you, write me about it. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what your beliefs are. Let me know where you think these areas are found in the Bible. And it may be possible that I'm swayed the other way. It may be possible as this is going that I can present more facts and you're swayed the other way. But it's not specifically about swaying one or the other. It's about gathering together to see this is what the Lord has for us now and, and we take what, what the Lord's giving to us. Now, I've got all the different facts and figures and things with me that I feel the Lord is giving me to give to you. But it's up to you as we go through this to decide which one of these the Lord is impressing for you to receive. But anyway, as we go through uh, Revelation, um, Revelation was also written on an island called Patmos. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Patmos, the entire island was actually a jail. The only places for the prisoners to live were in caves. Um, it was written about 96 AD by the Apostle John. This is the same John that walked with Jesus during his ministry. So, how did he get there? The Roman Emperor Titus Flavius Domit, uh, Domitianus, I know I may be pronouncing that a little bit wrong. All we need to remember on that is the Roman Emperor Titus Flavius. Most people, when they're talking about it, keep his last name completely out of it. He exiled John in 95 AD because of John constantly preaching the gospel. It was a punishable offense in those days. I'm so glad that most of us live in an area where we don't have to worry about that today. But in that time, especially in the Roman Empire, this is exactly what was going on. And so because of his stand on the gospel, he was put in prison, and he was there for about a year when the Lord gave him these revelations. So he was there about 15 years. 
as I mentioned, the only place for them to live was in a cave. And so when he began getting the revelation and he began writing these things down, was actually, it says, on the Lord's Day, which um, some say that would be Saturday, some say that would be Sunday. We're not going to go into that. All we need to know, it was on a day that he wasn't out of the cave doing different things. He was actually in there for rest, and he received the revelation. And just as true as he was to everything else, once he had the revelation, he did what God said, and he started to write these things down. So, we could go into a lot of different things, even more than I have, about Daniel and Revelation. And we could open it up for further discussion with anybody that may be watching. But I feel that at this point, it's best to go ahead and leave it right here because as short as this is and as simple as I've tried to make it, for a lot of people, this is a lot to take in. And I know that some of you, when you see this, are going to want to go and try and look these things up for yourself. Some of you are going to want to make uh, notes about different things so you can ask questions later on. And I'm perfectly fine with that. If you decide that you just want to look it up and not ask a question, that's just as okay. So, as I close this out, like I mentioned in the very beginning of this, we're going to say a small prayer. But before I do the actual closing, uh, I'm going to mention a couple of things that are on my heart right now. We have a lot of different things that we want to do with this ministry. When I say here, or we here, I mean my wife and myself. We're the ones that this ministry is basically our baby. The Lord laid it on our hearts to be able to start this and reach out to you and begin the ministry this way. But we want to go so much further than just me sitting here and talking to you about some things. We want to eventually take this and move the ministry into a church building where we can actually meet with some of you face to face, to worship with you, to share the word with you on a, a, a more personal, more intimate setting. Because as, as intimate as talking to someone from your home can be, it's much more intimate when you have a human contact. And we want to be able to see you as we share the word, as we share what the Lord has laid on our hearts. As different things happen with you and with us, and we decide to cut things short, to spend time ministering specifically in those areas, that's what we want with that part of the ministry. But we also have so many more ideas. 
We want to be able to open up things and help the homeless. We want to be able to help those that are going through all kinds of crisis. A church that I was with at the time that Hurricane Katrina happened, I was so fortunate to see some of this modeled in front of me. So fortunate. Because before Hurricane Katrina, we were, and I wasn't the minister at the time, I was just helping the minister. I hadn't even become credentialed at that time. I was just a volunteer at the church. And I learned so much about reaching out to others. Because three times a week, the church was feeding the homeless and trying to help them get into different missions. Twice a week, they would gather up all kinds of food from all the different food banks and other churches that they could get a hold of. And we were taking bags of groceries to families in need. Other people ran into different issues and we were giving them things for their apartment. And then one of the families that was in Hurricane Katrina, they had found out something about our mission and they contacted FEMA and said, instead of just putting us in a house for so many months, which is gonna cost so much uh, this type of money, can you just get us to this city? And FEMA took a look at it and they said, okay, and they sent them over to us. We helped them find an apartment. We helped the husband of the family get back into work, make sure that they were in a decent neighborhood for the kids to have a good school to go to. Once they were in the apartment, we took them beds, we took them pots and pans and dishes, all the stuff they needed. And we also helped them to get set up with food stamps because they were just now getting started on things. They were starting 100% from scratch. Literally, they came to us with nothing but the clothes on their back. The husband had been working a night job, and so he was at rest at that time. He didn't even get a chance before he left to do more than throw on a set of clothes and grab his wallet. Fortunately, he had his wallet, so he had his ID. He could go to work right away. But that's where he was at that time. And we helped him with all of those things, got them completely back on their feet, and was able to show them the love of God in a way that this family that had been completely unchurched before this, not only started attending church, all of them accepted the gospel, and by the time it was done, they moved back to their city in Louisiana and started everything over. But they had saved up enough that when they moved, they didn't have to go from hotel to hotel with different things. They knew an apartment complex that was decent, and they contacted them and made an arrangement that they would send a down payment on everything before they even left Indiana. And by the time they got to Louisiana again, the apartment was open and available and all they had to do was sign the papers and move in. Those are the kinds of things that we want to do with this ministry. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. And I know if I went into every single detail there are a lot of people that would say that's too much, we can't handle it. But you also got to remember, we know that we have to take this a little at a time. We start with the videos. 
and then once all this is established, we get a church building, and then we're doing some things with the videos, plus the worship in the church building. And it'll take some time, and we get some money and resources set up, and then we begin one of the men, uh, homeless outreaches, and then we begin later on the crisis intervention, and so on and so on, until all the things that God has laid on our heart are being done. And I know as we go further than this, that God's going to lay more things on our heart. And we're going to have to figure out exactly what those things look like when they're put into action. And beyond that, the people that are going to our church, I know God's going to lay things on their heart. And as he lays stuff on their heart and gets different ministry ideas into them, we want to be a part of that. We want to help them with the different ministry things. At the same time, I know not everybody that watches this, even though they may agree with these things, our worship style, our teaching style, may not be exactly in their comfort zone. That's perfectly fine. We want to be able to help these people that are in that boat, that don't have a place to go, but don't want to go to ours just because of the style we want to help them get into a church that they're comfortable with because it's it's not about making me look big it's not about making this ministry look great it's about doing what the Lord wants that's where we're at and that's where this is going so I'm going to go ahead and close out and I'll see you next week I may have a broadcast or two in between these different live ones, but for now, all of the live broadcasts are going to be done on Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Lord, as we close out this time of, of study and sharing things that you've laid on our hearts, we thank you, Lord, that we did get a chance to reach out to the different people that are watching this those that are going to watch this at a later time we thank you lord that you did help us to have our minds and our hearts open to what you have laid on our hearts we thank you lord that all the different friends that have supported us up until this point and all those that are going to be with us for the future that you're going to help us all to be able to do things the way that you would have us to do you said where two or three are gathered in your name that you will help them with the things as touching anything on earth so we thank you lord that not only are we gathered here in this apartment while we're doing these things that also people are gathered with us in other places as well through the power of the internet so lord we consider all of us gathered together with you right now and we thank you, Lord, that the things that you've laid on our hearts that we've shared and the things that are on their hearts, that you are touching them. And you are helping us with all these things as we go through all of our own individual situations. In Jesus' name.